Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies Podcast. Tights and Pies. Jeffries. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm talking in a winter wonderland, Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Brit's A Wonderful Life, Lindsay Kelk. It is. It was. It has been. Hi. Happy New Year. (laughs) I had such a nice holiday break where I had nothing to think about. I was able to unplug from everything, and it occurred to me how little I do that. And so I've not resolved. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Those are those are made to be broken. But the thing I want to focus on in 2023 is physical and mental health. And so now this bullshit's happening. I was like, so this is your last episode of Tides and Bites is what you're I think to I, Yeah, this is my retirement. <laughs> so is it loser, loser gets his mental health back episode? Like, that's what this yeah. is. My sanity on a fucking pole match is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, the, the the first these rumblings start, right? Uh, Vince McMahon's going to strong arm his way back onto the board to navigate a sale. And it's like, oh, can he actually do that? And they're saying we have, uh, you know, they send a letter on, on December 20th saying we have uh, non-public information that we don't want to come to light. Unanimously, the board, which includes his daughter and son-in-law, says, we don't want you back. It would be bad for shareholder value. And lo and behold, I wake up this morning, I see a barrage of texts from Heights of Fights, which I'll admit from time to time, I just mute the whole thread and come in (laughs) once in a while because I will be working and there will be 900 conversations about... Look how we love a chat uh, and we love a gif, so... (laughs) Yeah, like, did you see the hat that Kenny Omega was wearing at the mall? And I can't, I can't do it. But I, I looked this morning, I've unmuted it, because, you know, I love you all, and I do want to check in. I don't ignore it, I just, it's too much sometimes, they, it gets so furious. <laughs> and then I see all this shit, and I'm like, well, fuck. Three days short of my birthday, this is the shit we have to deal with. Vince has put himself back in, he's been reinstalled as chairman of the board. Three of the independent board members have have been removed in order for him to install people who are friendly to him, and two others resigned so what this means according to the statement is that he is back to help navigate a sale he's not doing anything to affect the managing team is in place uh, who the hell knows you know that could be bullshit it could not be bullshit who knows what the hell is going on here this is much bigger than professional wrestling although there are people who i'm sure are concerned of what's going to happen with their jobs and their job security all the way up and down the company. The larger issue is that a uh, credibly accused sexual predator, sexual abuser, sexual miscreant has just decided to come back and there's nothing anybody can do about it. That is highly troubling and not at all surprising it's deeply gross it reminds me very much of something that happened in british politics last year when we were playing that fun game of musical chairs and someone was fired for like gross misconduct of their job and 
mm-hmm. she had to go and then like literally a week later we had another new prime minister and they just put her back in the job and now she's back in that job and it's like wait but she was fired for gross misconduct like for like really doing something deeply wrong i as a woman do not want to sit here and say i wonder what else they could drag up that might be fun to get rid of right. him again but like I wonder what else they could drag up that might be fun to get rid of him again, because holy shit, how is this happening? You know, the only part of this that we really get to experience outside of what we read in these articles is the on-camera product. Yeah. Like, that's really for the consumers. That's all you get to see of this. And you don't know, you know, there is a part of it as a wrestling fan to compartmentalize for a moment, knowing, like, the awful terrible has happened. You know, how does this affect the on-camera product? Like, you can't help think about it. I had the same oh, thought course. you did, yeah. Lindsay, of, like, can they cook something up? Not cook something up. Can they bubble can they just, something yeah, can up? Can they open the vault? Happened? Because it's like when Disney used to release yeah. DVDs from the vault. It's like, what's mm-hmm. what else is in the vault? Let's open the vault. Let's have a dig yeah. around. Because man is in the forest. Right? I'm just trying really hard to not, like, melt down about it. Because uh-huh. I love wrestles. I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I've been so enjoying it the last few months. It's been so fun. It's been so good. And I know there's a lot of noise that people are like, oh, I mean, his excuse of I'm just coming back to help navigate a sale. I just don't buy it. Like, you might be coming back to force a sale because you'd rather cut the baby in half than let the baby live. Like, I get Mm -hmm. that. But I also think it's way more likely that that's what you said to get your foot in the door. And now his reasoning is, well, the stock prices rose, so everyone knows this is for the best. It's like, no, the stock prices rose because you said you're selling, which obviously would make the stock super valuable. So, fuck off, Vince. I don't know. I just don't think I've got a more rational or like, helpful statement to make other than the, the message that I tweeted earlier today, which was, go away, Vince McMahon, nobody likes you. Next thing you know, he'll be putting himself in the fucking rumble at number 30. And I just... Mm-hmm. I've been so excited about the Rumble, Hal. For like the last two weeks, every time we watch wrestling, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so excited for the Rumble. It's like my Christmas. I'm so excited. And It's my favorite, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> Just wait until the next COVID wave happens and people who thought the pandemic was over. <laughs> Hal, a bunch of people I know have it right happening. now. Vince is COVID. Vince McMahon is fucking COVID. You think it's gone and it's not gone. Let's talk a little bit about magical thinking and how the things that you want and think can diverge from reality and the things that you want and think will have no effect on what reality does. <laughs> so you and I, two rational human beings. You've been and to the Silent same therapist Julian, I've been to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the reality is, like, look, we... Neither of us want Vince McMahon back at the company for a variety of reasons. We want to see WWE flourish. Neither of those things may happen. We're going to have to see how it plays out. But it it is, at the very least, horrifying and disappointing and aggravating. We may all want to be able to live lives like it's live our lives like it's 2019, but this shit's not over yet. I'm here to tell you, it is not over yeah. yet. I don't care what you want. I don't care how you feel about it. Neither does this virus that is continuing to mutate because we all want to skip around and go, oh, we finally made it through. We have not. I guarantee you that. Vince the virus. I guarantee you that. There we go. Vince the virus. Virus McMahon. (laughs) I mean, it's it's right there. I Yeah. I mean, we're recording this Friday morning. God knows what will have happened by the time it goes out. I feel like Mm -hmm. we could have had updates by the time we end up, by the time we finished recording, it's moving so fast. Because also it's Mm -hmm. another example where it's like, well, that. Those people don't really matter. They were just pawns in getting him gone. 
we don't really care about that. You, your, your issues are not our issues, which sucks, but is the brutal reality of these situations. So let's just hope there are more plans afoot. And I feel like maybe they were prepared because this was always on the table while he remained majority shareholder. Mm-hmm. The whole time he was majority shareholder, he retained more power than is preferable. So maybe there's a plan. Sometimes for people who are not directly affected by by it, who have a completely different experience that that uh, hopefully none of us can imagine. You can either choose to say I'm taking my money and going home, or taking my time, I'm taking my eyeballs and going home, I'm not going to watch this anymore, or you go like, look, there are still a lot of people there who are working and I want to see these things and yeah, you I feel like sort of, you know, like I feel bad to say like I'm still gonna watch because I want to see what happens on the on camera product. This always makes me think of that old Bill Hicks joke um, about or the Bill Hicks bit about the war, which is that you can be for the troops and still against the war. Yes, and this always makes me feel like that. But I'm like, no, I'm I'm for the troops. I'm for the men on the ground, but I'm yeah. against the war. Uh, and that is how I have always felt about WWE, or at least since I got, you know, since I've been cognizant of what the fuck is going on over there. Uh, and honestly, same as AEW broadly. It's like, I'm for the people doing their job. I'm broadly against billionaires and CEOs. <laughs> it turns out that's generally where my feelings lie. Maybe we reach the end of our rainbow. I do not know. Mm. We'll find out. Stay tuned, kids. 2023, new season. It's all happening. That's when this just becomes a Ms. and Mrs. recap show. <laughs> or the Nikki Bella wedding show. The Nikki, Be- Nikki Bella says I do. Nikki uh, Bella says I do. Ms. Yeah, and Mrs. That's... recap show. We're going to do a deep dive back from the first episode of Tote Steve's. Like, we're going hard. We're going hard on the ancillary product. Do you like Breaking Ground? Listen to our brand new Breaking Ground podcast. Like, uh, you, you never know. You never know. At the very least, we can say that this enshrines January 6th as the date that despicable people attempt to take over things that we either enjoy or hold dear or are an important part of our lives. Yeah, it's it International just... Be a Dickhead Day. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that uh, be decreed, but it, yes, it's International Why Not Be a Dickhead Day. Um, <laughs> it's the day when everyone wakes up and says, wait, what if I did the worst possible fucking thing for the thing that I love? Uh, and, and then you just like run with it. You just run as hard and as far as, and as fast as you can. Yes. I like it. I mean, I hate it, <laughs> but I like it. Uh, oh my God. So it, who, who wants to buy WWE? What does that look like? Who's going to come in and buy it? I will take it for half a quid. I, you know, I, I got 10 Universal? pounds for Christmas. I'm just saying I got a 10 pound note in a, in a Christmas card. So I'm feeling flush. <laughs> say, say NBC Universal wants to purchase yep. WWE. I'm not saying they would, but I'm saying that would be a natural dance partner yes. because they're already they already have their home on Peacock. Without Raw, USA Network goes under. Full stop. Like they're Ms. and Mrs. Julian, our new fucking flagship show. So shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they don't even have the Chrisleys anymore. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking Chrisleys. <laughs> I know. Let's all just pause for a moment to enjoy the hubris of the Grizzlies. Like, oh my god! Uh, don't all brag know. about your tax avoidance <laughs> on TV, kids. Uh, they will get you. Oh god. They will get you. 
an RIP to his mother's wig. We won't get to see it on TV anymore. Had to, all the for all the money they that they illegally had that they couldn't use it to get a proper hairpiece for that woman. No. She was really attached to that one. I would love to see a, a, a USA would. series about all the people that are in jail for white collar, white collar crimes. So that would be a lot <laughs> like of fun everyone, to me. <laughs> just from all of this. They could do like a real, like a big brother house. Yeah. But it's like a, a, a people who have broken the law on television house. And they all have to stay in there with their ankle monitors. I would watch it. 12 years for 12 million. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think if Vince went to prison... That he would wear that do-rag in the yard yes. that he wore on Raw? Yes. Okay. I think he would have someone ship him the actual one. They would do an episode of WWE Treasures uh, to find it <laughs> and send him the actual one. It would be top dollar co-hosting as he does. Go to go and find yeah. it and bring it to him and deliver it to him and then be like, that man fired you. And you'd be like, it's okay. Like, here you go. It makes great TV. <laughs> We found it here. It was used, being used as a as a just a towel to mop up the inside of Mantar's helmet. <laughs> there it I'd is. love to see we them inspecting it. it, looking for like actually the real one had an inscription right here. There it is. Yeah. Oh, we're doing a DNA test on this. Uh, Turns and... out you're one hundred percent that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this bandana manufacturer actually went out of business right after this was made. <laughs> It's the only one in existence, which makes it very valuable. Send it immediately to Vince in the yard. Uh, oh, imagine if he went to prison, though. Like, just imagine that. I mean, he never will, obviously, because he's rich and he would only go to yeah. Posh Man's prison, which just sounds lovely, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's a nice thought for a moment, if everyone just wants to luxuriate in that for a second. Just the thought of Vince leaning up against a chain link fence, like just, just staring out. That all the fancy cars of all the visitors before he goes back in for you know a spa treatment. I don't. I that's what I assume happens there. I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you have any thoughts on the second worst thing to happen on January sixth, please tell us about them in our Facebook group and find us on all the socials via the links in the show notes. We're obviously all in a wait and see mode as as the flame slowly starts to lick its way up the walls. (laughs) When we come back, let's hope for the best as we prepare for the worst. That's up next on Tights and Fights. My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Wait, what's happening? Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. This is great. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of forever! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelp. I guess it's only fair for us to talk a little bit about the rest of wrestling. Sasha Banks is now Mercedes Monet. Monet. I will only say Monet. If you <laughs> fucking write it like that, it's Monet. I, I don't... Get it together. 
get it together commentators and frankly get it together mercedes yeah it's I... not the accent changes changes the pronunciation of the e that is an excellent aigu if it goes feelings. the other way it's an excellent grave this is basic french like cafe you see the e over it when somebody's name is renee the reason why you make that uh like that sound when you see that little accent is because that's what it does to the e and generally if you see r r e n e e and you don't pronounce it uh and you pronounce it renee it just means that accent is missing <clears throat> the issue like- here, Hal, is not is not the accent. Unfortunately, it is that this is um, not knowing how to pronounce Mercedes' last name in her new incarnation. I'm concerned is indicative of the whole package of what we're seeing here. Is that I'm not sure it was entirely well thought through because, mm. um, mm-hmm. like, the commentators don't know how to say it, mm-hmm. or you haven't quite decided how to say it. Because the song just says money, right? It's like money, money, money. But then it's like, is that just a weird pronunciation of Monet? Or is it money? Or is it like money, money? I don't I don't know how. I was so happy to see her so happy. I'm going to start with that. Like, seeing the look on her face when she came out, seeing all of the backstage photos of friendship, it made me so happy we all know that being in japan has been a huge dream of hers it's been like an ambition she's realized it that's amazing but the overall execution of what occurred just was super disappointing to me and that includes not knowing how to pronounce the name (laughs) it includes the wig i know there's mixed feelings about the wig i know like some people love the wig I'm not a big fan of the wig. I think it was Danielle that said it looked like a global hypercolor t-shirt. And how yeah, you I, said, I said it, it looks, looks like. Yeah. yeah. The predator is looking at her head. Yeah. yeah. And I I just, I get it. I just don't, I don't love it. I like the gear. I thought the gear was beautiful. I thought that was exceptional. But her, her outfits, her gear usually are great because, you know, that's what her husband does. So it's always great. It really just fell flat for me. And I saw everyone blaming the New Japan audience for not reacting but New Japan audiences don't react. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing that's culturally broad. And if you even go to the New Japan website, you will see it lists if it's a cheering event or a non-cheering event, because some places you're allowed to cheer and some places you aren't. And a lot of that is um, still COVID precautions. You weren't allowed to speak or anything, like, during the worst of it, when Japan was saying, like, literally sit there and do not speak. <laughs> like, you just sit where your mask and behave. And I really felt like... There was a problem with her promo in that it was written for reaction. It was very much a WWE and not even a AEW, not even a US, a US audience. It was a WWE promo. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the standard. The conversation, the blueprint, and the CEO of this woman's division. I was just so sad, Halbert. And it just wasn't well delivered. She's had six months. I wanted I wanted this to be absolutely insanely good. I wanted it to be so powerful. I wanted her to set fire to the past. I wanted her to say, that's what that used to be me. I've evolved past it. I'm something bigger. I'm something better. I didn't want her to bring so much of Sasha Banks with her. I really thought she was gonna set fire to it. I hate you can bank on money. That's a terrible, terrible line. Correct. It's it's awful. 
And it, yes. it links back to her old character in a way that I think is derivative rather than evolutionary. I think she's pulling back too much when she should be pushing forward. She is fucking Mercedes Venado. You are a star. You don't need to say bank on money and keep wearing the rings. Like I honestly thought she would just set fire to all of it. And instead it just felt like a off-brand Sasha Banks. I'm so sorry. I hate it. I hate I feel like a scumbag. I hate saying it. I hate it. I'm sorry. I think I can speak for both of us when I say we, we are happy for her to do what makes her happy. She has the right and the ability to do whatever she wants. Let me get that out of the way. I'm not anti her doing whatever makes her happy. So I'm, I'm going to put that aside in one compartment and then I'll jump into this other one. And I will say it's not six months it's however many years she was in the WWE pipeline, taking promo classes, learning. Like, she's very good at creating a character. Here, okay. This is this is the thought I had as you were as as you were talking. This is what it, I was what having an emotional breakdown, holding my head in this my is hands, what it, saying, well, but why, though? You said something that triggered a thought in me, which was the thing has always been that she has talked about is that she is very shy. She mm-hmm. can never do all the yes. things that she does as, as Sasha Banks. So Sasha Banks is like is like her Tony Clifton. They're, they're almost separate people. Well, Sasha Fierce is a character. Beyonce is also a star on her own. True. She's got plenty of charisma. She's got her own But that own was the thing. reasoning behind Sasha Fierce, right? Was that when yes, she would come yes. out early days, she had to have a character to come into to be able to embody yes. that performer, which is worth, right. you know, the Sasha Banks of it. That is the <laughs> Sasha Banks. When you strip that away from Sasha Banks, I don't know how much time she spent in Mercedes Monet or money or what. I know Monet. I, will, I refuse to say money while that accent is there. Money, money, money. Monet. It is catchy. Uh, maybe she doesn't see that character as the same person, but it just felt like, like you said, like she was playing at trying to get something back that she doesn't have anymore. I support her decision to do this. I don't know if it was the best decision, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. If if she wants to check a laundry list and then stop wrestling, then she can check a laundry list and stop wrestling. Yeah. She's like I did it all in WWE. I have no desire to continue doing that. I this is this is a mountain I have climbed that I'm done. That's fine. Get off the ride. Do this run and it is great. I did think it was underwhelming. I did occur to me watching that this is a Japanese crowd and them being silent, whether it's COVID or just respect for what they were watching is not an indication of its quality. No. The poor execution was an indication of its quality. I'm not even talking about the botched move, which I know everybody's like, it was Kyrie Sane who botched it. It was like, I don't, I don't know. The majority of the people I saw botching it, I don't think I've ever attempted a wrestling maneuver in their life to know one way or right. the other all i know it was, um, is what happen. i saw was you know awkward. like i don't want to throw blame at people when stuff happens you know i also didn't know exactly what move she was trying to do so no. I, for me i was like oh okay that was kind of weird even looking. That, i don't care whose fault it was you've had again you've had months you've been training in mexico you knew this was happening she and Kyrie have worked together a lot i'm sure mm-hmm. They figured this out. Like it's it is disappointing, regardless of whose fault it is. Going back to to uh, Monet, 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 her weak spot from the first time I ever saw her was whenever she spoke into a microphone, and against all odds, instead of getting better over time, it got worse. 
This woman is on important Disney Plus Star Wars related programming, and that promo was bad. But she's not playing a character that speaks. I don't remember if she had any lines in in season yeah, two she, of The Mandalorian. She had a couple. She had a couple of lines. Right. So she wasn't, you know, delivering soliloquies, but she had some lines. Economy of words, delivering a line might be different when you get multiple takes, and it it may be. And this this is okay that she'll just never be a decent promo, but because. Everything else about her presentation, as Sasha Banks at least, yeah. was so on point, and she knew that character so well, and it was so clearly the embodiment of everything that she had wanted to be as a child that she got to manifest there. Th- yes. This this doesn't feel like that. Maybe it will at some point. I hope it does. And regardless of what you or I or any neckbeard out there who was jumping to shit on it on the internet thinks... I hope she has a great time with it. If she enjoys what she's doing, it's not going to matter because if her goal is to go and do it and leave, then it doesn't matter. It is a blip overall on the wrestling radar that will have meaning to the people who love her and be shouted down by the people who don't love her, and it won't matter. Speaking of blips, the women's match was was not given the time it deserved. It was given a very... it was. Deeply disrespected, given that it was the first women's match on a Wrestle Kingdom card in many, many years. And Sasha's, sorry, ah, I keep doing it. The Mercedes entrance actually was given more time than the match. But like you say, yeah, I'm just, I'm pumped for her. I'm thrilled for it. I can't wait to see her actually back in action. I think part of part of my disappointment with this is that there was no wrestling. Like there wasn't a match. I had really genuinely assumed, more for me, that the reason she was going out for Wrestle Kingdom and that her friends went out for Wrestle Kingdom was because she was going to challenge at New Year's Dash the next day. I was like, oh, she's going to wrestle the following day and and wrestle Kyrie the following day and probably win. And that will be why everyone went out there and that makes a very big story and that's really exciting. And then they were like, nope, February, lol. I'm like, oh, because I really want to see her wrestle. And the thing that makes Mercedes slash Sasha pop is her wrestling. It is her in-ring storytelling and performance. And you gave me everything except for that. I'm thrilled that she's back. I'm thrilled that she's doing it. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Even if yeah, it's AEW on Wednesday. <laughs> Even I'm if sure it's AEW on good. Wednesday. Yeah, you want to talk about that? It, the, the potential for her to be Soraya's partner? No, not really. Uh, I mean, she ended Soraya's career. So, like, she does owe her a solid. What if Soraya comes out and goes, My partner rhymes with funny. <laughs> At least then we'd know. At least then we'd know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so disconnected. I just want to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Tell us what you're loving. What do you love about it? Talk positive, um, please. Honestly, I just, I just, this is, I apologize to everyone. This is our first episode back and it's like, this is the peppy hour with Lindsay and Hal. I didn't love a lot about it. I haven't watched New Japan in a minute. I took a break. It's been a reset period for them since, honestly, since the beginning of AEW. They've been in a sort of flux and obviously since uh, COVID really hit them hard. Then there was all the Ibushi stuff last year that really left a bad taste in my mouth and I just mm-hmm. couldn't enjoy it. But I came I came back for Wrestle Kingdom because I love Wrestle Kingdom and I was pumped to see the women's match. That was broadly my first reason. But I watched the whole thing and I have to say it was extremely mid. And I say that with the knowledge that this is the best ratings they've ever had for a Wrestle Kingdom. The match of the night that everyone is saying is the match of the night, and rightly so, because I think it was the only one where we really didn't know what would happen, was Kenny, Billy. I hate Will Ospreay so much, Hal. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't 
I can't tell you how much because I'd have to come to your house and hold your face in my hands and stare <laughs> you in the eyes. and shake it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like, hold your face and say, so much. Like, I, mm. I hate him. I want to, he's got the most punchable face in history. Uh, I, I've heard it referred to by fellow Brits as Essex face. And I say that as someone whose best friend is from Essex and I love him dearly. So it's not just the Essex of it. But if you've ever watched Towie, he's got Essex face. Um, the hair is offensive to me. Like all of it is offensive. I can be objective and I can say he has done incredible work. He held New Japan together or he not hold it together. That's bullshit. But he did a big, um, he played a lot, a huge role in keeping it strong during the pandemic when it was at, it was at its worst. He really held it together when all of the Gaijin talent left to join AEW. Uh, he was their big star. Like he and Jay White really have done solid work. And it was a great match. But I hate him. <laughs> but I hate him. But you really didn't know who was going to win. It was great. They've only wrestled one time before as a singles match, it seems. So there's a ton of mileage left in that. And Kenny looked, he's in the best shape. He's in incredible shape. So three more things that I swear we're going to stop. I know, Julian. Julian, this is how it's like for me when I have a hard out and we're. we're like 30 seconds away we have to, and we're at the three count that's now you f- feel my sweat uh John Cena's returned he returned uh for for a, a tag team match and did a great job putting everybody over this is presumably to set up his a WrestleMania match which we're saying is might be against Logan Paul quick feelings about that about him wrestling Logan Paul fine with it Fine with it. Yeah, okay, sure. Honestly, Logan Paul's a better wrestler than John Cena right now. So like, yeah, I, I'd rather see Logan Paul wrestle someone who's a better wrestler. But, you know, whatever. Logan probably needs to take it easy before he destroys his whole body at the yes. age of 12. So it's fine. Also, Ronda Rousey, champion no more, a returning Charlotte Yay! challenges her to a match. It's a yay boo. It's a yay boo. Yay boo. New gear, to new see music. the end of her. Sad to see... Shayna not get the rub. I really thought it was going to Shayna. I really thought it was going in that direction or that they do more stuff. But Charlotte Story came might back. not be over. Story, Story might, might not be over. over. Story this, might not be over. This crew, as was comprised before yesterday, doing a good job of long-term storytelling. That's uh, true. Please note, <laughs> Sami Zayn v. Uso slash Bloodline. Oh, God, it's so good. It's and so bloody good. Finally, in the main event of Raw, Austin Theory retained his U.S. title, but it's not about what he kept. It's about what we might have lost. Seth Rollins uh, apparently injured in that match from reports. <gasps> oh. The referee did throw up the X, communicating that he was injured. So we don't know. I don't know right now what the severity of that injury is and what the recovery time might be. But uh, he is an important piece of the WWE puzzle, no matter who's in charge of creative. So hopefully he is able to return swiftly and safely. There's a lot of fun stuff happening in WWE. I've been really, really enjoying it. I'm even yeah. enjoying the Alexa Bliss Bianca Bella. I think this is interesting. I didn't expect to because I've, you know, I've Correct. long been on the get the fuck out Lily train. Um, but while it's just weird dark switches yeah. being flipped, I'm into this. I'm into this crazy craziness. I'm into people standing at the side of the ring wearing masks. That we didn't know sure. if they were part of it or not for a second. We don't know, the security know, yeah. guard came over to move them, which I thought was... I don't know if that was on purpose, but it was magic. It's a nice piece. Um, that was great. I, I'm into her... I don't know about the Uncle Howdy. Uh, I don't know about the fact it takes Bray Wyatt six minutes to walk to the ring every day. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> it takes me a long time. But I'm into the overall long-term storytelling do, of it. Do you think it's Bo Dallas under the mask? I mean, 
mean, I want it to be Bo Dallas because I love Bo Dallas and like more work for Bo Dallas, please. And he's an uncle to Bray Wyatt's kids. Right. In real life. I mean, there are tiny ponies to pay for. Bray's got money to make. Bo's got money to make. Let's, let's do this. I love it. Speaking of money to be made, fucking thrilled to see Bronson Reed show up the other week. Mm Mm-hmm. Delighted. Delighted. Um, The jewel of Oceana is back. I love that boy. He just seems like such a nice man. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like the stupidest thing I've... Well, it doesn't. Not even the stupidest thing I've said today. But it's such a stupid thing to say. But he just seems like such a nice fellow who loves the thing I love. So I want to see him succeed it and make a living out of it. Absolutely. There's just so much good stuff happening there right now. Don't take it away from me, Vince. Don't take it away. Anyway, if you want to share some thoughts on all of the things that happened in the first week of wrestling in 2020, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, that's Ben. And that's Adam. And together we host a show called Greatest Trek on Maximum Fun that covers all of the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come check it out for our funny and formative recaps of all the new stuff this Star Trek industrial complex churns out. It's in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. And... Julian Three Count Morrell. That's right. This is the three count. Hit it, Julian. Watch my three count. Julian, what do you have to put over? What do you do when the world looks dark? You look to the people who are just the most lovable, chaotic, good people that you can ever find. And who better than uh, Glass Onion star Dave Bautista to share great things? Um, And I should also say, well, I'll play the clip and then I'll tell you exactly who he's talking about afterwards. I should also say, wait, he's he's discussing his tattoos pointing to his his left arm. I was a part of a team of of a person I considered a friend and someone I I really looked up to. And then he... uh, Later came out publicly with some anti-gay statements and, you know, turned out to be, you know, an extreme homophobe. And so I had a, a, a huge issue with it. It's a personal issue with me and my mom's a lesbian and I just can no longer call him a friend. And so I had it covered up with, with this. I do not know what team logo it looked like, but I do know he's talking about Manny Pacquiao. So mm. thank you, Dave Batista, for, uh, you know, he's like walking the walk. It could have been tattoos are, are can be very annoying to get covered up, especially if they're very complex. So he it's actually pretty extensive what he got covered up because he lives that shit. And he already knew how much it was going to hurt Julian because he had his tummy tattoo covered up. And that's oh, painful. Yeah. That's yeah. painful. Yeah. The little pit of mm. danger that he talks about in his song. That's what he's <laughs> referring to is his, his belly button tattoo. Uh, but yeah, I've always I like Dave Batista a lot. Like him even more, perhaps now that he's an actor uh, than I did as a wrestler. Maybe even give him what he wants, <laughs> Lindsay. You know what I want. Um, <laughs> I am putting over friendship and love across the wrestling industry. Um, at first, I was just gonna put over a fabulous house show moment in Toronto recently, where Becky Lynch saved Seth Rollins from a vicious attack from the Judgment Day. Uh, from Rhea Ripley. 
she ran in to make the save um, for Seth against Rhea because it was, I believe, Seth Finn. But obviously Rhea was there because she is the best. Uh, I don't know if Dominic was there. He may have still been in jail. Uh, I don't know if Mummy had gotten him out by then. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he was allowed to go to Toronto while he's out on bail. I'm assuming he's not allowed to leave the country, so it's hard to say. And then there was yet more friendship and love on display, um, as we mentioned with Mercedes debuting in New Japan. Both Naomi and uh, Bailey flew over to Tokyo to support their friend in her debut effort, and I thought that was really lovely. It's a dead long way to go. Bailey had to do Raw. And then she would have had to fly directly over to Tokyo, which is absolutely nuts, uh, from Tennessee to make it because Japan is so far ahead of us. So it was already Tuesday by the time she got there. I don't know how she did it. She traveled through time. She literally traveled through time to be there for Mercedes. And I love that. In an outfit that said, I'm, I got here directly from the airport and I will return immediately. Yeah, I'm it, was, it looked only real a comfy. It looked real and- comfy. <laughs> And half a package of Biscoff cookies I'm going to finish on the flight back. <laughs> Maybe treat yourself to a Toblerone, Bailey. Go nuts. Yeah, why not? Get that cardboard triangle, girl. Uh, I want to put over friend of the show, Colt Cabana, who is a delightful human being, a wonderful podcaster, and and a, a magnificent wrestler, all in his own right. He is also on TikTok, where you should be throwing him a follow if you haven't already. And I guess recently he wrestled against... Uh, Hardcore Holly, who I now always associate with the story on Something to Wrestle uh, with Bruce Pritchard of them taking pitches from wrestlers backstage and him going, I got an idea. How about you give me the world title? So he still looks like Hardcore Holly, still in magnificent shape and still administering blistering chops to the chest, uh, as you see in this video where... (laughs) where Colt sells it by buckling his legs. It's such a beautiful, like, comedic, but also what you imagine it might feel like to get chopped by Bob Holly sell. And that is what I'm putting over. And he used the the fun robot filter voice, and this is what it sounds like. Bob Holly chopped me so hard. Why? (laughs) Why? I'll sell for you. So there you go. It seemed painful. He's willing to suffer for his art and our entertainment, and I think that should be appreciated. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and me, Hal Lublin, who I can now, uh, I officially have the green light to announce. If you're playing high on life, I am the voice of Garmantuous, the final boss in the game. That's me uh, and a bunch of other characters. See if you can spot me in there, but check out the game. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Is that what it's called? And and Steam. And people, I think, are still enjoying playing it. It's a really fun game. And also, you can listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal, my other wonderful Maximum Fun podcast, now uh, heading into its fifth year. No, sorry, eighth year. My goodness, not fifth year. We <laughs> See, started Julian, in 2015. some of us forget three years have happened. Yeah, Get over it's, it. it we're, we're, this is, I mean, come on. Time is uh, meaningless anymore. Uh, also, Good Morning Night Vale is a, is a podcast that I uh, uh, co-host that is wonderful that you should also listen to. And follow me at Hal Lublin all over social media. That's that's where you can find me. Lindsay? Uh, I'm going to be real quick because someone just decided to start mowing their lawn outside my house uh, right now, which is fun. Uh, at Lindsay Kelp all over social media. i got books. You can read them. Um, they're funny and good. <laughs> <laughs> which is all I've got. But at Lindsay Kilk on social media, I will see you there. And our producer is It's a Ponderful Life, Julian Burrell. 
Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. And thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on our social media channels in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Go get it. We'll be back next week to talk more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.